Okay, we've come to the last part, part three of the three-part special around C Limited. And we will be discussing C Money, its latest digital bank push and fintech play. What started as a payment processor within the Shopee ecosystem has been spawned out to become a digital bank. They have gotten their banking license from Singapore, Indonesia, and you will very likely see a whole new app and ecosystem built around C Money. Think Alipay, okay? This is very likely the play strategy. One app that will provide payments, insurance, investments, and what have you. Importantly, they have the advantage of Shopee and Garena. If you have not heard that, please check out part one, part two. Imagine the kind of promotions and rebates that they can exploit. We will also be discussing C-Limited's management and give a quick way to value this company based on some of parts. If you want to get a full valuation and numbers, you will have to sign up for premium membership on steadycompounding.com. This is a sponsored collaboration with SteadyCompounding.com and you will be hearing from Thomas Chua, the Chief Editor and Independent Analyst. For a limited time only, all of you will get 20% lifetime discount of Steady Compounding's premium subscription. Their team have broken down C-Limited, Starbucks, Facebook, Twilio and will continue to do research in some of the most interesting investing ideas out there. With 30-day money-back guarantee, head over to SteadyCompounding.com and use promo code COCONUT, C-O-C-O-N-U-T yeah, for 20% off lifetime subscription. For reference sake, this episode was recorded on the 14th of August 2021. Our discussion for today is solely for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not serve as any form of advice or recommendations. Thank you for loving what we do and empowering us financially to do more for you. Let's geek out. And within C Limited as a company, there's of course the third part of the business, which is C Money, right? All the financial stuff, all the things are here. And, you know, this is an interesting part because um, there was a time when people thought that this would be a, a very fast business, you know, much like how Alipay grew, mm -hmm. you know, their financial arm and, and all that, right? So what is your take on, on C Money as a vertical now? Yeah, C Money has actually grown a lot. But it's interesting that you brought up the China landscape because... The Chinese government, they generally innovate first, regulate later, right? Um, then you see all the regulation coming all this year. But for the past decade, there's been no regulation. So Alipay and WeChat Pay have really been able to grow at a very fast rate. But when it comes to doing business in Indonesia or in India or anywhere, other parts of the world, um, especially as a foreign company, is going to take a bit more regulatory concerns. But um, when it comes to C-Money, right, Shopee has also been executing extremely rapidly because they got their e-wallet license quite early on. I think it was in 2018. And it actually wrote on the success of Garena, Free Fire and Shopee as an e-commerce platform. Because when you want to buy merchandise on this platform, the traditional way was cash on transaction. Um, you see the delivery guy, then you give him the money. Or for Garena, right? You have to go to 7-Eleven, you buy the gift card, you know, the Garena gift card, then you go and top up your credit. Not exactly convenient. Um, <laughs> but it still works, right? In some parts of the world, there is a, a very, there, some parts of the world that are quote-unquote unbanked or, you know, not as digital, you know, uh, there are a lot of companies that still use these strategies, right? Like, you, know, you buy a gift card and all that. So it still works, it still works. But, but yeah. uh, I, I, I get what you're saying, yes. That's a good point because in countries like Philippines, Indonesia, there are more convenience stores than there are banks. Um, so when it comes to bank penetration rate in Indonesia and Philippines, right? Um, Indonesia is about 50%. So half its population are actually unbanked. 
uh, underserved. And in Philippines, 60% don't have a bank account. And this is largely because um, one thing, the banks don't find it profitable to set up traditional bank branches yes. in these areas because there's a lot of costs. And in the rural areas, people don't have as much money. So, so a lot of people are deprived of financial services. You know, like you want to make it in life per se. You know, you will need credit, um, you need financial services, you need insurance, etc. And these people are being deprived of all these services. And, and this is where C-Limited is able to make a big difference, you know, because they are getting digital banking licenses or they are taking over bank in Indonesia in order to get into this segment because everybody have a mobile phone now and the legacy players don't know how to play this game as well. <laughs> so we are going to see a lot of strategy they use for Garena and Shopee into C-Money, um, whereby if you use Shopee Pay, you are going to get rebates. Um, you know, you are able to see rebates of 20%, on 30% C on C-Money. <laughs> so it is not just when you buy on Shopee, you get rebates. When you buy at shopping mall, when you buy at offline merchants, your mama shop, you know, you are going to get all these rebates in order to start acquiring a lot of these consumers. Definitely, of course, it is also a scale game. Um, so when Alipay, etc., you first start, you are going to lose a lot of money because you want to acquire customers. The way Tencent actually overtook Alipay was also through burning money. You know, they have this Hongbao giveaway. Hongbao, yes. Yeah, this was what like really gave them the leg up in, in Alibaba. It was, it was quite amazing how they did it just through the Red Packet event, which is during the Lunar New Year, right? By using WeChat Pay to give each other Hongbao, you know, sometimes you get bonus Hongbao from Tencent mm. back yes, in yes, those yes, days. Yes. Yes, yes. And it has become a cultural thing. I actually receive very big Hong Pao's. You know, like, not, not as a... I know what you mean, the Hong Pao event. You know, everybody comes into this group and then it goes out and you yeah. pick it up and then you whatever you, Hong Pao you use, you know, WeChat will give you extra random one. You know, but it has over time became a thing that people actually give e Hong Pao right, through yes. the WeChat pay ecosystem. That's pretty crazy. So that's quite cool. Yeah, yeah man. So when we look at how much WeChat Pay and Alipay is charging merchants for this transaction, it is only around 0.5%. But when you look at the very developed markets like US or Singapore, you know, when we buy products on e-commerce platform, the banks would actually charge anywhere between 3.8% to 5%, right? It, it is super inefficient and... Um, yeah. The thing about developed countries is that consumer habits are super entrenched already. So they, they often have difficulty changing. Is it possible to change? It is actually, and it would be better for the consumers actually because of lower transaction fees. You know, then you are able to pay lower prices for your merchandise. But merchants who go out of these payment platforms, they are going to see a drop in their sales because consumers are very used to getting credit card rewards, for example. But when it comes to Indonesia, because they are so underbanked, there is a very big opportunity for C-Limited to come in and create your Shopee Pay as the primary mode of payment today. And if you are able to get yourself entrenched within these consumers for both online and offline payment, right? There are many other verticals that you can slowly branch towards, uh, much like what Alibaba has done for N Financial. You start to see them offering insurance. You start to see them offering wealth management. And the reason why it actually took off in China was because the lower income consumers, users of N Financial, they are not able to invest money 
using a traditional bank because they are minimum size to start investing. Even in Singapore, I think the minimum sum you want to start indexing on platforms such as Fund Supermart, for example, it is 50 US dollars. But um, the poorer consumers in Indonesia, they will not be able to afford that amount. And even if they recognize that it is important to start getting insurance, it is important to start investing, they are not able to do so through the traditional banking players. But Alibaba, what they enabled in China was that even with 10 cents, 20 cents, you are able to start investing today. The banks are offering about 2%. I'm able to offer 4%. And if you withdraw at any time, there is no penalty, unlike what traditional banking players are doing. Uh, not just they have very long account setup process, they have a lot of fees and the minimum sum required uh, is going to put off like 50% of the population in Indonesia, in Philippines and in Brazil. But the way fintech is able to do it is they're able to lower the amount of costs incurred um, for doing business with these rural consumers because the platform is in their mobile phone. You don't have to set up an actual banking branch, which is why this area is an exciting one. And when we look at what they are able to achieve, we just have to look at N Financial. You know, when they are about to come IPO last <laughs> year, you look at the valuation they are able to command, you know. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the total addressable market C Limited is going after, you know, Indonesia has about two to three hundred million people. Brazil, same thing, two to three hundred million. The total addressable market is huge in this case. And even for N Financial, when they are charging at um, 0.5% transaction fee, they are highly profitable. The law set by the Indonesian government is maximum transaction fee of 0.7%. Uh, slightly higher than what N Financial is charging, but I would think that Shopee is going to underprice everybody in the market. Just because, <laughs> just because, just because they, they the can. Capital. Just, just because, because they, they can. can. Yes, this is yes. actually a competitive advantage because um, when Shopee first came, Tokopedia and Lazada, they had to start satisfying um, their investors. For Tokopedia, their venture capitalists were pressurizing them to start being profitable. And for Lazada, um, Hangzhou was also pressurizing them to start being profitable. And you see them start removing a lot of rebates. And that is where Shopee came in and took a large chunk of market share. When these players haven't established scale yet, you know, like at 4 to 5% e-commerce penetration rate, there's still a long runway and, and it is not right yet for them to start monetizing. But because of external pressure, you know, they can't do what is right for the company because they have to satisfy these external investors. But for C-Limited, just because they have huge amount of funding, you know, they're able to really think for the long term and do the right thing for the platform. Which brings us back to the first point you mentioned. Am I worried like Garina Free Flyer? If it's gone, yeah. <laughs> if it's gone, <laughs> investors need to be cognizant that uh, Shopee and C Money will likely take a big hit. Yeah. So it's important for investors to understand that there's this risk that there's a huge capital concentration, revenue contribution from Free Fire at the moment. But I'm at ease that they're executing well at the moment. But investors need to continuously monitor how well this segment is doing. Because this is the pipeline of cash um, for Shopee and C Money. 
Okay, okay. So, uh, I just want to get a little bit of clarity on C money, right? So, is Shopee Pay also part of this C money structure that you're, when you analyze C money, is it just a payment platform at this point in time? Because I, I get the whole idea of like, you know, Alipay, you know, they have all these additional offerings from insurance to investments and all that stuff. But it's an overtime kind of thing, right? So, we can envision C money eventually becoming like that. Yeah, so, that is like the goal. You know, but what is the current situation with the company? Is it solely a payment solution at this point in time? As of now, it is solely a payment solution. The digital banking license for Singapore just granted, it will likely come on first half of 2022. So I think that is potentially where we might see a new app because ultimately they are banked by itself. So every bank will have its own platform and its own application. And I, I see Shopee Pay as part of C-Money uh, in this case. Um, likewise with their Indonesia banking license, the acquisition was only just done this year as well. So investors should also start to expect them to come up with a more comprehensive suite of solutions in 2022. And based on what management has highlighted during earnings call, they are really targeting the millennials in Singapore, Indonesia, and Philippines because this is the group that's very comfortable with doing things online. Mm -hmm. And based on the amount of data they have um, on Shopee and on Garina, they are in very good position to understand consumer behaviors. And because merchants, most of the merchants are on their platform as well, they will be going into... Um, SME credit lending, that is lending money to all these businesses and they will have a very good oversight on who are going to be you know, more credit worthy, uh, who are going to be less credit worthy and assign the interest rate accordingly. So one thing about the insurance or banking when you're borrowing money, right? I would say the premium we are paying, it is not exactly efficient or the interest rate we are paying for our loan is not exactly super efficient. Um, what do I mean by this, right? So the amount of segregation, for example, when it comes to buying your car insurance, it is solely based on whether you are below 25 years old or above 25 years old, right? Because generally statistics will show you below 25 years old, you are more likely to get into an accident. Whereas if you are above 25, less likely. But even within the pool of 25 years old and those above 25 years old, there are going to be people who are more likely to speed and there are people who are less likely to speed. And if you are able to segregate this segment using data, you know, like who is a racer, who is not a racer, imagine if you are below 25, <laughs> I'm able to offer you a lower premium because I can predict with a higher rate of certainty that you are less likely to speed. And those people who are more likely to speed, right, I charge them a higher premium. I'm going to get a lot more business just because I can segregate my audience better. And my loss ratio will also be a lot lower because my predictive capabilities um, will be much better. Same thing with banks. If they are able to tell with a higher certainty who are more likely to be able to repay and who's less likely to be able to repay, they are in a better position to um, size up the amount of interest rate they should be charging accordingly. And with a better interest rate solution, um, you are able to attract more consumers onto your platform while reducing the amount of credit loss. So having a big oversight on the merchants on your platform is going to be a huge advantage uh, for C money. Yeah, and, and they are not the only ones in the game, right? Whether is it Shopify or whether is it Square, they've already shown that, hey, this can be done very well. You okay. know, uh, pro providing capital 
especially for a lot of the smaller size merchants that will find very long, tedious process with the banks, you know, or very high interest rates with P2P lending platforms. But because, you know, I know your transaction numbers, I know when you're going to come in, I know your volume because I'm Shopify, you use my platform, because I'm Square, you use my POS systems. I am able to use all those data to then be able to dish out a sufficient capital size for you to grow and for you to still be able to pay me, you know, based on the algorithms that I have. So I think C-Money in this case is not entering into like a ground that nobody has touched before, but it's just um, trying to offer an additional service, right, for mm. people within their ecosystem already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, I think for, for C-Money, it is still a very young business at this point in time, you know, but because payments, essentially they're just providing a more efficient way of payments and uh, payments has already at this point in time been very commoditized I, I, and it's not saying that payments uh, got no business to make uh, but not, not got no money to make but it's very commoditized the, the returns are not as high as you know in the days of Visa, Master I mean PayPal, Square they're all attacking themselves like each other right? everybody's mm. trying to get the, the game so margins are coming down and all but um, I do think based on what you said the, the interesting part will be on the capital insurance, the kind of banking, financial assets that can go out uh, centralized as a platform. Right? So how, how would you see C-Money play out in your view? So far, um, when we look at the amount of data that have been put out by third parties, right? C-Money is actually the most dominant e-wallet in Indonesia at the moment. So they're still executing extremely well. I think they got almost 40% of the market share. There's a lot of players in Indonesia at the moment, but they are willing to, you know, burn money in order to raise brand awareness. They are working with a lot of work, offline merchants. As of now, the total payment value, when you look at the total amount of money that's transacted on Shopee Pay and C Money, it is currently the highest out of all its competitors in the region. And it's also um, experiencing a huge uptick in its new market in Latin America. But so far, the management haven't really provided a lot of clarity uh, in Latin America because it's still very nascent. But when you look at the traffic from Google Trend, when we compare um, Shopee and Shopee Pay against its competitors, they have actually overtook its competitors when it comes to traffic early this year. So we just within one year, um, they are able to win their competitors in terms of the amount of traffic. So it's just insane how fast they execute in each new market, be it for Free Fire, you know, everywhere they go, they start hitting number one. Shopee, everywhere they go, they start hitting number one. And same thing for C-Money. I don't see them establishing a foothold in Singapore when it comes to Shopee Pay because consumers uh, in developed countries are just Too very, very used. Yeah. Too many options. Um, and... In order to play the reward game, you have to charge a huge take rate. And for C money, I don't think it is uh, what they are looking at. They are not planning to charge four to five percent for them on the merchants. Um, they are really looking at lowering the amount of transaction costs for merchants. So they they won't be able to keep burning cash on giving rewards for Shopee Pay. Um, not, not that they are not able to, but it doesn't really make sense because consumers here are, are very addicted. You, you see a lot of articles on Sidley, on, on money-wise, you know, like the best ways to get your credit card. You know, consumers like playing that game. It gives them that dopamine hunting for, for the best deal. 
Shout out to <laughs> to shout out to Mao Lion. Oh, <laughs> he yes, can yes. he can sell a course to teach people how to play this game. I, exactly. I quite I quite I quite amazed, uh, right? And and apparently feedback is very good, uh, So shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, so so it is <laughs> a, a game, yes. dopamine game, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, consumers like to do it. I sidetrack a bit. Same thing for Shopify. You know, I I found one thing the CEO said very interesting. At Shopify, we don't make it the easiest for merchants to set up their website. That is not our intention, but we make it fun. So usually you take a few hours to set up your website. But he said like, if I want to, I can actually make it within a few minutes. But um, he intentionally make it slightly more complicated. So when when the user, when he's first starting out his website, he, you know, he starts reaching this first milestone, second milestone, then dopamine starts to kick in. And that's where the experience of making a new website uh, becomes gamified. Yes, and there's yes. this IKEA effect. The thing that you make, right? The furniture that you build up on your own when you buy from IKEA, you like it a lot more. And you're more likely to continue subscribing to Shopify if you already put in so much effort in building the website. So when it comes to um, the credit card game in Singapore, uh, I also think consumers is after this gamified, so-called gamified um, experience, like, which as a whole, we are worse off because of the 5% transaction fee but it is what it is. Like. It is very entrenched uh, in, in Singapore and in the Western society um, to use credit card as a first mode of payment. Mm, fair, fair. And I, I mean, you see a lot of the SaaS players at the top of the, the website, there's always that bar of completion, right? Mm. Like, you know, 10%, 20%, 30%. Those things are small, little, little things that are being added onto the UI, the user interface, right. to create that gamified process of like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the next one. Yeah, I'm going to the next one. Then once exactly. you're there, then they'll tell you, click this, 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 set up your bio, right? Add three friends, you know, that kind of thing. So it's uh, a lot of these things that are already very entrenched in a lot of uh, SaaS products also out there. So yeah, it's all it's all part of trying to make life a little bit more enjoyable, right? At the end of the day, right. you know, work, work don't need so A safe. bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, a bit more fun, right? So yeah, not bad, right? Set up a website. So yeah, I get what you're saying. So in that sense, overall, I think we have already established that C Limited as a company has quite a big flywheel and very dependent on Free Fire as the current main, you know, strategy to generate money like, to kind of keep right. uh, build everything else right so um, in closing uh, any other things you want to add for C Limited as a company and how would you uh, evaluate the company yeah, for, for people listening so the best way to evaluate the company is you have to use some of parts uh, when it comes to your valuation meaning you have to value Garina, Shopee, C Money separately because they are very different businesses yes. with different growth different margin profile and when we look at Garina, right, um, you can actually use uh, its peers as a benchmark. So when you look at um, the other gaming companies and then you take a look at their enterprise value over their EBITDA multiple. EBITDA, in short, is just the amount of cash flow the company in is generating. And when we compare it to its peers like Take-Two and EAs, for example, we are, we are able to see like the EV over EBITDA multiple of between... Um, 15 to 25. So if we give Garina a multiple of 18, um, Shopee, you look at its more established peers um, like eBay and Etsy, you know, um, you use uh, enterprise value to gross merchandise value multiple. It's usually between 1 to 1.5. You put in conservatively 1.25. And C-Money, you look at the total payment value for PayPal, for example, 
for this, we have to look at enterprise value over total payment value. Uh, and the multiple is generally between 0 0.2 to 0 0.5. So as an investor, um, usually I just conservatively put a 0 0.3, conservative estimates for all of them. And then you sum all these parts up together. But of course, the best way is still to use Excel and you start projecting, right? Based <laughs> yes. on the management estimates and based on like uh, independent reports like eMarketer, how big the e-commerce the e market is, how big the fintech market is for places like Indonesia, then, then you start looking. But if you want to take a look at that, um, that's where you can come over to steadycompounding.com and start subscribing um, to my web blog. Um, because yes, for the yeah, premium plug, member... Yeah, plug, can, can plug. Okay, yes, you must do it. That's where I, I will break it down for my members, you know, exactly how I'm projecting this revenue. And when I discount all this cash flow back to present, what is the exact intrinsic value we are looking at to buy Say Limited. Sweet. So yes, head to steadycompounding.com and sign up to be a premium member today. Yeah. So yes, any last things you want to add before we sign off? I think that was a good, good conversation. Yeah, I, I think Say Limited is one of the most exciting companies I've come across um, these few years. But um, there are definitely risks to investing in this company. It's not without risk. Uh. They are great at execution, but competition is extremely tough. Go Jack recently merged together with Tokopedia and you know C Limited has been relying on Gojek and Grab for the last mile delivery because in Indonesia everything is so fragmented right um, there's a lot of islands uh, and stuff so the last mile delivery they have been relying on Gojek motorcycles to do this as of now we are not sure whether they'll prioritize Tokopedia orders over Shopee but um, it is something to monitor over time Shopee is also building out its own logistics um, which is Shopee Express and also, um, like we mentioned earlier in the show, we have to keep an eye on Garina because a, a lot of their competitive advantage, whether Shopee is able to hit the scale, the e-commerce penetration in key markets like Indonesia and Latin America is very dependent on how much money Garina is able to produce. Because right now, their biggest edge over its competitors is their ability to think long-term. And if Free Fire were to come into problem, uh, and then it's going to be quite an issue. The last risk I would like to highlight is regulatory concerns. It's operating in multiple countries at one shot. And a lot of these countries, they don't exactly have the best reputation for you know, ease of doing business. So for example, Indonesia, right? Early this year, Shopee actually got queried by the Indonesia government as to why they are bringing China products into Indonesia. Because it is in the interest of the Indonesian government to stimulate business within Indonesia. So they want Shopee to sell from more merchants that are within Indonesia, meaning the factory and everything must be within Indonesia. And if you start bringing in a lot of products which are cheaper, better for the consumers, but because it doesn't stimulate business, then I'm going to black mark you. Um, Shopee then came out to clarify that the amount of products coming from China is below 1%. You know, that's being sold on the platform. But investors need to be very aware of issues like this. There's a lot of regulatory concerns C-Limited have to navigate. Another example is India. Last year, they banned PUBG, which in the end was a, was a boost uh, for Free Fire because Free, Free Fire. Fire then took its number one spot in India as a battle royale game. PUBG was banned not because they think gaming was bad, etc., but just because Tencent is the um, publisher behind PUBG and India wants to be very careful when it comes to companies from China. Yeah, so 
this is not happening to Sydney Limited because it's headquartered in Singapore, but still uh, it, it is important for us to be aware that things like this could happen. And if it happens to a big market like Indonesia or Brazil, you know, then, then it's going to be a big hit for Sydney Limited. Cool, cool. Yeah, and I think a lot of these risk factors, investors need to recognize this and discount it accordingly, like, fundamentally, right. right? I realize we talk so long, right? we never really comment on management other than the execution. Oh, right. is very, other than, because it's very long. I mean, I mean, we, we did cover a lot of things, uh, so guys. <laughs> so uh, before we end, before we end, quick last words, uh, what are your thoughts on, on the management so far? You know, their experience themselves. I think you, you definitely kept saying that uh, they're executing very well, uh, but uh, just want to hear your comments on management. Yeah, so the management team is phenomenal. Most of, actually all of the founders are still uh, in C Limited and they have a lot of skin in the game. Most of their net worth is actually tied to C Limited. And when we look at the, uh, the CEO, Forrest Lee, he's actually the one in charge of Garena. And you look at how he actually gamified the whole experience. Um, it's amazing how he did it. Maybe just a bit of backstory as to why he came to Singapore uh, because he's from China. His wife is from Singapore. So they studied from the same school overseas. Um, the wife is a scholar with GIC or Tamaxet, one of the, the organizations and had to come back to serve Bond. So kudos to GIC or Tamaxet for giving up the scholarship. That's where, that's where you get Forrest Lee to come in here um, and really start. And the reason why he started Shopee was because he noticed his daughter was actually spending a lot of money on e-commerce. So that was mm. what gave him the idea to, to start Shopee. La. But the management at Shopee, uh, rather at C Limited, is a very ambitious one. Um, and this is one thing I like to look out when I evaluate management because you can't train someone to be ambitious. You know, it must be something that's innate in them. And you look at the rate at which they are expanding, the amount of verticals they are going into and into the various countries. This management is definitely an ambitious one. And there'll be three people I constantly look out for when looking at interviews. Uh, one is Forrest Lee. Uh, one is Yan Jin Wang, which is the CCO of um, C Limited. And there's one last one called Jun Jie. He's the head of Shopee. So they recently deployed him to China because they want to start bringing more products into um, Shopee for the rest of the regions outside of Indonesia. Lah. Basically, Brazil, um, Singapore, etc. Because right now, Lazada is having an edge when it comes to bringing in products from Taobao because, right, parent company, so they have yeah. that, that <laughs> low pricing capability. So right now, uh, you see them putting the key men behind Shopee in China in order to start bringing all these merchants directly onto the Shopee platform, um, no longer using dropshipping. So when you see a lot of sellers in Shopee right now, the prices are still low, but it actually can be lower if you remove the middleman in between. So he's going there to push these China um, distributors directly onto Shopee platform. Mm. Into Shopee basics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Later, uh, two, two more quarters, you're here. Oh, we're going to launch Shopee basics. <laughs> like Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah, like Amazon basics, right? 
Okay, uh, good, good. Uh, I think I think we've definitely covered a lot, a lot of stuff today, guys. And uh, C Limited is a very big company that has a lot of parts. Okay, not not big in the sense that they are like you know very high revenue or not, but but it's decent size. Okay, one of the largest in this part of the world, but big in the sense that you know uh, we went through quite a lot, lah. Right? It's like right. three different business in a one and a half hour set. So yes, thanks for joining us. For all of you that want to continue to have more interactions, join our Telegram group and also head over. Over to City Compounding, you subscribe and uh, you can get all the detailed breakdown, the Excel sheet, the numbers, and uh, what Thomas is looking for. Thank you, thanks for coming on the show, bro. Thanks for having me. Take care. Hey, coconuts! So, I hope you learned something useful today and definitely recognize that investing is a personal decision. We're not giving you any recommendations here, but always happy to geek out with you about different interesting companies and trends for the future. This series has a lot more depth and terms, so if you have any questions for us, do join our community telegram group or DM us on our socials. Link is in the description. If you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. And to stay tuned with what is happening in the markets and in the TFC network, do sign up for our weekly newsletter at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, I hope you have a great day ahead and may you improve to become a confident, insightful and disciplined investor, ultimately creating the life you love while managing your finances well. See ya next week.